1: hey guys welcome back to the show it's brit here today you guys i'm super excited with the guest i'm bringing on we're going to cover some incredible topics this guy has so much under his belt so i cannot wait the guest i'm bringing on nico Saligato. nico i hope I, I pronounced that correctly let me know in a second here <laughs> But Nico, you know, besides teaching and investing in real estate, Nico is also a coach, entrepreneur, mentor, and of course, leader. He is an avid surfer, woodworker, traveler, and a a proud father. So he has a podcast called Small Acts Podcast. And you guys will get into all that in just a moment here. But welcome to the show, Nico. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. It's such a pleasure to have you on.
2: Oh, thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate you having me today.
1: Absolutely. So, Nico, like I said, I know I kept it a little brief, but I think this would be the perfect time for you to go ahead and kind of share your journey and what led you up to where you are today doing such incredible things. Um, I'll leave this up to you.
2: Yeah, thanks, Brittany. Okay, so... Well, I began my, uh, I guess, my W2 life in 2004, so almost 20 years now I'm looking at. And, um, you know, along that journey, I did what I wanted to do. I was able to travel a lot and surf a lot and play music and do a lot of things that I really enjoyed doing. And there came a point, it was around 2018, where things just weren't cutting it anymore. I had, a, a you know, a stable W2, right? But I had also laying in front of me the amount of money that I was going to be making from then until retirement and post-retirement, and it was kind of fixed. There was really no way for me to, to scale that. And I, I, you know, coming from a, a teacher, an educational background, so I teach students, right? And once I realized that, um, I kind of felt stuck. And it was at that, that same time in 2018, what happened was I, I was facing a very challenging uh, moment in with my financial life. It was I was almost facing. I was actually facing foreclosure on my house because <clears throat> my taxes doubled that year. Um, it, there's a long story behind it, but essentially, I wasn't able to pay my bills anymore. So what did I do? I decided to build a little business. Um, I had a background in business. Uh, I went to school for business originally. So I decided to create a little business a wood shop in my garage, and I started making things. I started. Hand making uh, little furniture items and cutting boards and things like that, and selling them. I created a website and everything. I was selling them across the country, doing everything myself. Exactly what you're not supposed to be doing in a business, right? <laughs> I was I was literally from taking orders to creating the website myself to making the items to communicating with the buyers. To packaging, sending, recording everything—it was just way too much on top of my W two job, on top of the coaching uh, jobs that I had. I, I was coaching three seasons out of the year, coaching during the year, and I picked up a class. I created a course prior to school, which was called uh, Life Fitness, and I gave this. Uh, I, I created this course for students that they can come in early, and I would, you know, for an hour we would do meditation, emotional, uh, you know, awareness and emotional intelligence uh, meditation and, uh, some, some sort of working out. And I was just burning the candle at both ends. There was no way for me to sustain this lifestyle. Right. So this is like 2019 at this point, And I decided that I needed to jump into some passive income. Right. So my journey led me to bigger pockets. It led, it led me to podcasts like uh, the Joe Fairless, a best ever podcast. And I discovered syndication. And I said, this has got to be it. If there's no more time on my hands, I can only survive this way for a few years. I'm not, this is not sustainable at all. And I need to change. I need to have passive income. So that's what, that's when I really decided to go into the uh, real estate investing space. I had done something prior. I did a small development project uh, in Nicaragua, as I was telling you off air, built a house over there and sold that. uh, It was kind of like a flip and made some money on that. But the real passive income, right, when we talk about income that is coming in when you buy a business or buy an asset that pays you capital, pays you money, multifamily real estate was the ticket for me.
1: Absolutely love this. Thank you so much, Nico, for sharing and opening up and being vulnerable, you know, because a lot of the time we just see, you know, the win at the end and we don't talk about the struggle in between. And this is what I like to share with my listeners as it is um. For sure, re- relatable, 100. So, thank you for that. Now, you had mentioned, um, you know, making that pivot. You knew you had to figure something out after you know the house might be foreclosed on. So, you started with your 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 business. But you had, I guess, was wearing every hat within the business. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about what is what it was like for you. You know, now that you kind of tran- transitioned into real estate now which hats do you wear and let's talk a little bit deeper about that passive income because i know that everyone wants that right and doesn't want to be working so much in the business but working on the business if you want if you don't mind
2: yeah yeah great points Brittany. so you know passive income is if it's truly bad, there's really no truly passive income you're gonna to have to work for it at some level however if I had multi-million dollars to invest in a syndication what I run and manage now uh it, I might be able to live off of that right so that's and that's not truly passive either so let's say somebody came in with a couple million dollars they wanted to invest it they have to do their due diligence on the investor the person managing the property, the person managing the, the portfolio or whatever it is, they got to do their due diligence on the property and the team, right? So there's some work involved, but then thereafter, it's essentially mailbox money. And they have this $2 million pot that they're essentially getting 8% return on, which equates to somewhere around $10,000 a month, right? Phenomenal. I would have loved to do that, but I couldn't. But on the other side, you know, part of me is also the, the, the entrepreneurial spirit, always trying to build something And that was to my detriment to some degree as well, because I tried, again, to wear all hats, as you were saying, with the woodshop business, which I ended up burning out from that. And I ended up just doing it for a hobby. And that's when I truly enjoy it. So jumping into the multifamily space, I again began thinking that I can do everything. And that led me to not be able to do anything, essentially. I was was hiding deals from friends and partners, thinking that this is the one deal that's going to set me free. And that was not the case. So it took me, uh, you know, a couple of years in all honesty to figure out that it, I needed a solid team behind me. I needed to delegate jobs. I needed to separate, you know, who does what and, and just give people some sort of uh, responsibility within the business and trust in others. And that's when I started really seeing some, some differences.
1: Thanks for sharing. Amazing. Yeah. And how did you find finding the right people in the right positions um, to allow this process to happen and come to fruition to where you're at today.
2: Yeah. So it actually took a long time. That process wasn't as simple as I let it happen organically. Like I wasn't sitting down asking, drilling people. So what are your values, dude? Like, what do you, what do you like to do? Like (laughs) I didn't sit down and have like a list of things that I was going to ask people. And and instead of that, what I do is I spent a lot of time with people Um, through zoom calls. I host a meetup, um, I also network with people essentially daily. I'm talking to different uh, investors daily or different people that are trying to get into the space. I joined a mentorship program or well, two mentorship programs rather to network with people. And I spent a few years cultivating relationships. And throughout that time period, I lost uh, partners and I gained partners and, and the ones that stuck with me, we figured out in the end that our values aligned, our, you know, our visions are aligned and our work ethic are the same and we're in it for the long haul. And those are the ones that are still with me today.
1: I like this. This is great. Yes. The connections are so important. If you're able to spend that time and actually make genuine connections and really get to know the people even better. So Nico, you mentioned um, you do meetups and stuff like that. I I realized that you host a monthly meetup group called um multifamily investors in new york, uh network in new york city. So let's talk a bit about that. Are you still doing it every month? What's that like?
2: Yeah. So and if you want to talk, we could dive into some trials and tribulations and challenges along the way. But this first thing, so I I joined uh the a Jake and Gino uh, community. It's a, it's a, a ma- it's like a mastermind. It's an educational platform to help you learn how to buy multifamily real estate. And I joined in December of 2019. So by March of 2020, I decided I was going to start a meetup, and it was a great you know thing to to build an investor database, right, and to get the word out there and spread education and, and things like that. So I did it. It was my first meetup was in March of 2020. <clears throat> it was an in-person meetup. And I had like four people come and they were all my friends. And, and it was like, it was just so bad. And I created like a PowerPoint presentation explaining what multifamily real estate is. And it was terrible. Um, and and I intended on doing that monthly, right? But then what happened next, you, as you know, because you went down to Costa Rica, the, the world shut down. It was COVID. So I ended up having to switch to a virtual platform, which actually saved me. And I ended up starting a virtual meetup, which made me feel a little bit more comfortable. I was able to invite people from the entire network that I was connected with across the country um, and the world even. And that really helped me expand a little bit. And my, I met a, a partner who was interested in starting a real estate meetup as well, Yosef. He had uh, recently joined that program that I joined, the Jake Gino program. And he reached out to me asking me, you know, how did I do it? How did I start it? Because I had already done a few at this point. And I said, dude, I need help with it, man. Why don't you just join me? And he ended up joining me and took the leads. And we ended up doing two meetups a month for two years, we did it. Um, and then for the last year, we switched it monthly. And now since, uh, since obviously COVID is done at this point, we're in May of 2023. I We do one in-person meetup a month and then, one, and then the next month we'll do a virtual meetup kind of cater to everybody.
1: That's awesome. So, you know, you have the best of both worlds. You're able to make it work for everyone, which is good. Um, let's, let's jump into the podcast now. So tell us your intentions behind the podcast. Where is it at today? And we can take it from there.
2: Yeah. So originally the podcast served a couple of purposes for me. Number one, it was to help me educate myself because I get to talk to the industry leaders in real estate, right. And quiz them and question them and and pick their brains. And I get them one-on-one and then I can follow up with them and build relationships with them. So that was one of my reasons. Uh, The other reason and main reason was to, you know, create a platform for me to be seen as a thought leader in the industry. Right. It it gives some it gives people uh, a a way of knowing you or learning about you without actually knowing you. Right. So this is like somewhere where they can see you. They can get to know a little bit about you. They can listen to you talk prior to ever having a conversation with them which is extremely important in my industry where we need to have a substantive relationship with people and people need to believe in us because they're giving us money at the end of the day that they're entrusting us with.
1: 100%. Nico, in, in relation to having a podcast, you know, and you're meeting these people and having connections, picking their brains, having connections globally now, not just within your own little communities, but I'm sure within theirs as well. And tell me how it kind of ties into your business at all. Are you able, how does the podcast tie into, into what you're doing today? Besides the teaching and learning.
2: Yeah. Good question. So uh, I've been offered a variety of opportunities through those industry leaders, right? So there are some uh, multifamily investors that come on my show that then reach out to me and say, Hey, do you want to co-sponsor this deal? And if uh, your listeners aren't familiar with that, with what a co-sponsor is, it is essentially a partnership. So you create a partnership to take down a deal. So if you if you want to buy a 30 million, $30 million building and you're going to need $15 million in equity, you're going to have to get people to help you bring that equity, that you know, the capital to the deal. So that's how I uh, got into my first deals. My first few deals were through that, through partnerships that I met on the platform, on you know, through interviewing them and kept in contact with them. Wow. And on top of that, I built it, you know, the also the other objective was to get investors, right? So I did convert one investor uh, who found me on the, on my podcast. I get about 500 downloads a month at this point, which I'm not pushing. I don't promote it that much, let's say. Uh, but I'm happy with the fact that I get 500 downloads a month. I put a decent amount of effort into it. And I got it, one investor to invest twice with me. So it, at 50 grand a pop, I mean, it's good. It's a good no return.
1: Kidding. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Like, you know, and it's not, investing is not that easy just over a stamp of a finger. So already having, you know, a, a person invest twice, just that you met through the podcast. That's huge. I love that. So let's talk about, you know, how do you go about getting your guests onto your show? Do you, I mean, I'm sure they're attracted to you. Maybe it's like a snowball effect, referrals and, you know, from, past guests or tell me what works best for you to find these perfect fit aligned guests to come on
2: yeah thanks Brittany I think um, it is exactly what you said there's a lot of different ways that I get guests on my show Um, one of them is just through the network that I, I joined that Jake and Gina community there's a lot of heavy hitters in that community that I would like to interview then it's from talking to people and investors, because I told you I talk to people daily, essentially like new investors, and I get to hear what they need. And then if they tell me they need to learn underwriting or they need to learn how to find a deal in Dallas, right? I'll get a specific person on uh, the show that caters to them and their, their needs through that. Um, and then also referrals are huge. And then people are always like there are podcasting um like companies that will go out and, and do like hunting for you to find specific guests for your needs but I haven't used them but people have been reaching out to me which has been nice
1: absolutely this is great all great Nico now as a coach as a mentor why would you say I mean I want to just speak to my audience here now why is it so important to you know have a mentor in your life and um in order to really grow into where you're, you know, get to the places you want to be in life. Uh, Do you have any thoughts behind that that you could share with my listeners?
2: 100%. So we all want to get somewhere. We all have goals. But my limited mindset, as I mentioned in the beginning of this, was that I had to do everything myself. Uh, but you don't know everything. So even if you had this, the skills and the time to do everything yourself, it would happen slowly because you're constantly learning along the way. But by having a mentor, having a coach or having somebody that you can bounce ideas off of, somebody that has done before what you are trying to do, it will exponentially cut that time frame down. And it's just, it's just phenomenal what I have achieved from, or been able to accomplish rather by talking to my mentors and my coaches and how they've guided me along the way. It's just, I literally wouldn't be where I am today without them. Constant soundboard, constant, you know, if, if there's anything you need, you go to them and they'll, they'll point you in the right direction.
1: Absolutely. Now, Nico, talk to us about, you know, I, and I know you touched on this, but if we can go deep into this, I really sure, want to make sure we cover it before the end of the episode now, how you can use your small acts to build an absolute empire. You did it yourself. I'm sure you help others do the same. Now, if you want to dive into this and, and give my audience some knowledge and background behind it and how it is possible to use that small axe and get there.
2: Yeah. So, to all right. So, everybody, I assume that everybody's working with a small axe. And what that means is that everybody's dreaming bigger than what they currently have. So, I'm considering this a small axe. You don't have the tools necessarily to get where you want to go and whatever you want to do. Right. But we all have something. And the tools that we have, we have to sharpen. So whether your ax is big or small, you're gonna to have to sharpen it to get what you wanna to get to build that empire. And me personally, what I've done was I took the approach of co-sponsoring on deals, right? Getting equity here and there by bringing my investor database to teams and then being seen as an actual player in the game and taken seriously by real estate agents and brokers who then accepted my offer. When I finally closed on my own deal, a 6 million dollar building in uh in central florida this past fall in 2022. <clears throat> so it it it's it's really about just sharpening the tools that you have and what i tend to tell people especially people that are getting started pick a lane if, and I'm gonna speak specifically on the real estate uh, industry right now, pick a lane, whether that be underwriting and analyzing deals, whether that be going, being boots on the ground in a specific market and deal finding by driving door, you know, driving for dollars, as we say, whether that be going direct to seller by creating a campaign or building a campaign or networking with brokers or asset managing, whatever that is, you have to find your role, you have to sharpen your ax and you have to really build that skill set. In order to be seen as somebody of value to eventually join a team.
1: Absolutely. This is great. Now, you know, during those challenges, and as it's a roller coaster getting to where you want to be to that dream that you have right now. A lot of people can get discouraged at times and, you know, don't know how on earth this is going to work out now. What would be your number one piece of advice during those really, really dark, low spots?
2: Oh, 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 oh. well, I've had many. And if anybody wants to chat with me offline, let's do it. I'm an open book uh, here. I'll share a quick one. Um, so I was working with a team for almost two years and I was a little too eager to get into a deal. I was working my butt off. You know, I I knew every broker down in Tampa, Florida, and I spoke, I was speaking with them frequently, but they were never taking my offer seriously. Now I found a deal, uh, a 20 unit deal from, from a wholesaler, which if you're not familiar with wholesalers, they are essentially fix and flip kind of, uh, uh, agents where they just sell, you gotta buy it within 30 days, your money goes hard right away, you gotta close quickly. And it's usually crap properties that you then flip and make a profit on, right? Uh, So this wholesaler had a 20 unit apartment complex and I got it under contract for an excellent price. I like used like um, Chris Voss's negotiating techniques. I listened to his book like four times before talking with this guy, got it under contract, and then we were not able to close on it and we lost $60,000 on that deal. Just because of some little mistakes that I made, I was too eager. And then we were not able to negotiate an extension for our loan. We trusted too I was too green. I hadn't done this on my own. We trusted too much into one loan officer who could not produce after speaking with his, uh, you know, higher up at his bank, they couldn't produce. And we needed like a 15 day extension and we were not granted that extension. So didn't make it happen. That was a hard one to learn.
1: Uh,
2: but yeah, I think I might've got off topic, but that was one hard lesson. And then you had another question, I believe.
1: Yeah, no, those are hard lessons. And like during that l- l- low spot that you hit, I mean, after losing 60 grand, like, oh, it feels like a probably for a minute there that maybe your world was falling apart. How can I let that happen? What would you be your biggest piece of advice when, you know, cause other people listening probably have gone through something similar or maybe around the same thing. What would be your b- biggest piece of advice? Um, when you're at that, at that low point for, you know, getting back and building that empire.
2: Such a good and key question, right? And this answer is essential for people and it's not an easy answer. Um, But my answer lies in I spent a couple of weeks after that questioning if I was doing the right thing, you know, trying to figure out what went wrong. I ended up writing a blog about it. I ended up like uh, podcasting about it, sharing my story. And I, I then got back right back into the game and I got I got myself back into it. And I only got myself back into it once I realized this. I just had to start laughing about things. You know, I didn't lose anybody else's money. I didn't put my investors on the line here. It was me and my team, who I'm still with today. It was our money. We knew fair, we knew very well what we were getting into. We protected our investors. And I had to just laugh. I told my partner, Shane, I said, look, if we're not having fun with this, then it's not worth doing for the rest of our lives. So let's just have fun with it. Let's take it as a game. And once I started seeing this as a game, in fact, that's when the world started opening up a little bit more. So if you can envision life as a game and not take things so seriously, which for me personally, financially, I could not afford that. So for those of you listening out there, it was detrimental, completely could have devastated me forever, but I didn't let it. And today where I'm at is in a much better spot just because I decided to laugh at it. And I took some hits since then, but I laughed through them, rolled with them and continued on,
1: Brittany. You rolled with those punches, right, Nico? And I mean, life is full of them, so we have really have to see the positives when, like, it feels like our world's falling apart, (laughs) you know, just to keep going and and getting back out there. So, Nico, this is amazing. I just want to thank you again for coming on my show and honestly opening up and being vulnerable with my listeners. That's what I love to have on my show. I want to hear about what the challenges were to get you to where you are today, because we know it's a roller coaster ride out there. And um, so to have that real and raw story, I always love to hear it. And I, I just thank you again for coming on. Now, Nico, I just want to give you the next couple minutes here. If you want to talk about anything coming up, anything that's, um, you know, might. My- might be for my listeners that could be interested in going to any of your you know, your networking or coaching, anything to do with that. I just want to give you the time now to go ahead and talk about that and then let us know the best way to go ahead and connect with you.
2: Oh, Brittany, you're the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. So if anybody wants to jump on a call with me, first of all, I get on calls with people all the time. Like I said, every single day I'm speaking with new investors or people that want to learn about the multifamily industry or what syndication is or how they can get involved and at what capacity one of my specialties is putting teams together so if you got to, if you have a certain skill set or you're at least you're eager enough and want to learn i can help um and then I, I encourage people to join my meetup group which is mini m-i-n-n-y it's a multi-family investor network new york with nico and joseph and uh to find that you're going to find it on my website but you know, I just truly appreciate the opportunity to be speaking on your platform, Brittany. I'm, I'm glad that you're welcome to be on here. I'm glad that people are listening to me and my journey. And there are some really deep stories. If anybody wants to jump in and give me a call, I would share some craziness, but some also awesome wins. So give me a call. Uh, you can find my phone number on my website, which is www.smallaxcommunities.com.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nico. And like I said earlier, it's such a pleasure to have you on. And I'm so happy um, that you're able to speak to myself and give value to myself and the audience. Uh, I loved every minute of it. So thank you again. Thanks, Brittany. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Nico did today, to talk about your stories, talk about the challenges and the wins throughout your entrepreneurial journey, journey, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thank you, Nico. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.